You're listening to the MLM Success Podcast. This is Dale Calvert. In this session, I'm going to share with you the number one most important recruiting mindset that you will ever develop in your network marketing career. We call this session MLM Recruiting Wisdom. Welcome to the MLMSuccess.com podcast, the show designed to return the network marketing industry to its roots of personal growth, leadership development, and wisdom of the ages success principles. We share with you real success stories from real people that we hope will inspire and encourage you personally and help you progress forward in your business and your life. We believe if you build people, people will build the business. Now here is your host who has been called the number one mind in network marketing, the MLM Profit, Network Marketing Virtual Mentor, and a host of other names that we will not mention because this is a family show. Frankly, he's just a small-town guy that figured out that the real product in network marketing is people. Dale Calvert. Welcome to this week's edition of the MLM Success Podcast with my special guest, Shannon Denniston. You're going to love this one, guys. Over the last four or five months, I wrote an article at MLMHelp.com, and the title is Why Searching for Tips, Tricks, Hacks Will Delay Your Success in Network Marketing by Years. And again, that's over at MLMHelp.com. I don't believe in searching for tips and tricks and hacks and all that stuff. I believe in systems. So at the end of this podcast, we were going to end it. But Shannon and I continued to talk, and he talked about systems and every business he started and the systems and systemizing the business. So I'm going to leave that on there for you to to hear. So we talk a lot about a lot of stuff. And with that said, with my opening comment, let's talk about the yin and the yang. I'm a very systematic person especially as it relates to network marketing because only systems can be duplicated. With that said, this episode with Shannon Denniston is full of wisdom, tips, strategies, nuggets, and a whole lot more. I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, this is Dale Calvert. I'm really excited, super excited this week. Uh, to share a guest with you, and I don't want to take a lot of time. I just want to give you an intro, and then I, and then we'll catch up. But I know you're going to find this information valuable. Here's the deal: I, I was on my YouTube account, one of them, and I saw this comment from a young man that I met years ago that's done awesome things in his life, and is an entrepreneur, and and I could go on and on, but again, I want, I want you to hear his story. But here's what he said under the YouTube account. And this is how he started, and then I'll, we'll kind of fill in the gaps. He said, this was the event that changed my life forever for the better. I was a broke college student at the time, eating ramen noodles seven days a week and drinking tap water because, because it was all I could afford. I, I asked to work in lawn and garden at Walmart, my job at the time, so I could just make follow-up calls and build my business while I was watering plants. Oh yeah, it was 130 degrees in the well, where in the 
greenhouse, and I poured sweat doing it. No one else wanted to work in the greenhouse in the middle of the summer, and they couldn't figure out why I did. Then comes this guy from Kentucky with a yellow Dodge Viper and compensation plan that was unlike anything I'd seen. The car, the possibility of massive achievement, the positive people, the books, timeless wisdom, healthy products, support infrastructure, and the ability for me to do my own thing while I was while I was impacting the lives of other people in a positive way and possibly the possibility to make millions of dollars doing it. It lit my world on fire with excitement. Thank you, Dale Calvert, for everything you've done to support me and others in the profession. You're one of the greats. It was because of Dale Calvert, my yellow convertible with chrome wheels. I carried this go on a piece of paper in my billfold for several years until I made it my reality. It would have taken longer, and I'm not sure I would have achieved it if I didn't write it down like you told me to. I had multiple copies of my goals written down in pictures on them, my bathroom mirror, dressing mirror, kitchen cabinet, above the sink, on the dashboard of my pickup truck. Thank you for being inspiration was only when there was only two of us who believed in me. That was what I read. Shannon, welcome, my friend. Thanks, Dale. I appreciate you being here. I mean every word of it. You know, I know you do, and I sincerely appreciate that. Uh, let's go now to Shannon Deniston today. From that point when you first started, and then we'll kind of back up and fill in the fill in the gaps after that. But what's going on for you today? Well, uh, today I'm still actively involved in network marketing. Have been since uh, joined uh, your company with my first one, New Image International, and uh, that was back in the '90s. I was. Uh, I just turned 18. I remember it cost me $608 uh, to join for my quick start pack. I remember the amount because it was almost all the money I had to my name. And uh, it was a really big deal for me to write that check. And uh, my sponsor said, well, this is the kit you need to be successful. And those are the words I've used over and over. It's this is the package you need to be successful. I mean, each company has their own packages that they offer, usually, you know, different different options. But it's usually the one that we say, here's the one that you need or here's the here's the one you need for success. It's usually the one they choose. You know, if you give people too many options, they choose too many. You don't give them uh, but one option. They usually choose that one. So. Uh, those words, you know, were very powerful, something that, that I adopted into my business, you know, and have used for years uh, since the 90s. But let's back up. When I joined the company, you know, my life, it was uh, it was a roller coaster. My dad had just gotten killed tragically in a construction accident. My parents went through a brutal three-year divorce. Um, I was living with my dad at the time, and um, my senior year of high school um, is kind of when all that happened. That was in 96 that dad, dad got killed, and um, I joined uh, New Image, I think, in was it 97 maybe uh, my senior year there high school but you were senior dad uh, I was a I was uh I was a senior I think in high school right maybe I just graduated yeah. Dale but, you <laughs> but were I was 18, 18. you were legal <laughs> I was I was 18 I remember I went to the meeting and there was all these older people and everybody said wow you're so uh, so lucky to be here I wish I was your age when I found this and uh you know found network marketing the vehicle so you know when I went I remember seeing all these to me, old people, <laughs> they were up giving all these presentations about the what the products had done for them and what the money, you know, the opportunity had done for them and how they'd done all these other things and been super successful, but they didn't have the time component, you know. So now they have the time component and the money component. And those were things that, you know, I, I, look, up, I look up to people that are older than me because they've been around longer than me. Hopefully they have more wisdom than me and they've been through more than me. So um, most of my friends today are older than me, many years older than me, and that's just who I seem to relate 
relate to because I just I love the conversation. I love the wisdom. Um, I love learning from others that have already went through what I'm what I'm getting ready to attempt or go through myself. So, you know, it just made perfect sense. I remember that meeting. I got so excited and I said, I'm in. <laughs> and uh, I signed up on the spot and, um, you know, I pulled out my checkbook and here it, it almost wiped me out. But, you know, I had that belief in myself that, you know, I'm going to do it, whatever it takes. And that's, you know, part of who I am is whatever it takes, I'll get it done. Um, I've done many different things, some of which, you know, were, were nothing but failure. And, um, you know, it wasn't my goal, obviously, to, to fail at them, but it was just things that, you know, that, that I said, well, I set out to do, I'm going to do it. And, you know, you get halfway through it and you realize maybe it's not going to be a success, but you've already told all these people you're going to do it and, um, you've already committed and, you're already in the trenches, so you got to finish the job. And, you know, I think a lot of people, they get discouraged. They might attempt something. They might attempt 10 things or 20 things, and they, they don't make it, you know, maybe it doesn't work out for them, but they, they give up too soon. Right. And we've all been there. Anybody that's successful has a lot more failures, I think, than Amen. successes. And you only need one or two good successes to really set the stage. <laughs> um, you know, and one, one of mine, you know, was network marketing. You know, I remember – uh, you know, I wanted to be, when I was in college, I thought I was going to be a real estate agent. Today I am. But, you know, I thought I was going to go and, and get my realtor's license. So that's what I majored in in, in college. Uh, I went to Moorhead State University, at, uh, Moorhead, Kentucky. I got a full-ride scholarship. And there's two reasons I went to college, because I get picked apart a lot on this, because I'm not really a big fan of college. And um, I just think that you can learn anything you want to learn now on the Internet through YouTube and Google. And I just think college is, for the most part, irrelevant, not totally irrelevant, but it is irrelevant from the majority of people. Um, but the reason I went, absolutely, especially, absolutely. And but, but, I, but college does have its place. And, you know, for if, if you if you know you're going to be a doctor for sure, a lawyer, and, you know, the government requires you to have that degree, you need to go to college. Mm -hmm. But what I see is that people that go to college, they go in with one, one idea, one vision for life, and they come out and they're doing something different. And, you know, so they just pretty much party for four or five years of their life, and, and they haven't got the degree in what they ultimately are going to do with it. So, so I want to back up and preface why I went to college was for two reasons. One, they paid me to go. I actually got money back after I paid for uh, – you know, paid for the tuition and everything because I got a scholarship and I didn't live on campus. I had to actually get a waiver um, because when my father had passed away, I needed to stay back to take care of my grandfather and my grandmother. And it was just, you know, there's a whole lot of responsibilities back home. So I couldn't live on campus. I couldn't experience college like most kids get to. But um, but I did have that leftover money because I didn't have to pay for the college living. So um, I used that money, obviously, to help, you know, pay for the gas in my pickup truck at the time to get me to and from college. But uh, so I went for two reasons. One, it was paid for and I actually got paid to go. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then my father, um, he was a, a, a graduate of Moorhead State University. And my, my, I have two siblings, one who got killed tragically in a, in a car accident couple years ago just horrific but um but but neither one of them graduated college so it was a really big deal and all the pressure came on me the youngest to, to get a college degree so there was all this pressure on me um from my grandparents that wanted to see me you know follow my father's footsteps and you know my friends were going so it wasn't that big of a deal you know it wasn't like I, I dug my heels and said I'm not going it was just one of those things it's like well I'll just go on I'll go I'll get through it get it over with make everybody happy you know, and see where it takes me. So um, I go into college and, and I start building websites for real estate agents. I just love real estate and everything to do with it. I love people that, that buy a lot of it. It just seems like they're really smart people. And most of the wealthy people, you'll if you sit down and talk to them, you'll find out that they have real estate. Um, and maybe they're passive and maybe they're not out here swinging a hammer, but maybe they're maybe they just 
own investment real estate. Um, a lot of people park their wealth in their home uh, or in their farm. So, you know, wealthy people typically own real estate and lots of it or high dollar real estate. So, you know, I enjoyed hanging out with people that had this like interest. So I started building websites for them and um, then I kind of, that got me into the internet. And um, when I joined, uh, you know, my first network marketing company, I started distributing the products through a website and was doing, I think, two or 3,000 a month in the 90s through a website and um, had some, some you know, decent success there. And I said, wow, I, said, I really like this Internet thing and where it's going, um, you know. And then from there, I uh, went, went off into another company and another company. I think I've been with 13 companies now. Um, today, I'm with uh, two different companies. One is the traditional network marketing company. The other one is uh, – uh, the largest real estate company in the United States by agent count. I think we're maybe the largest in the world now, Keller Williams. Um, and, and we're network marketing. A lot of people don't know we're network marketing, but um, but we are. So, I mean, I can recruit people into it just like into uh, my other company. Um, so I still do network marketing today. I still enjoy it. I love it. I love the, the whole plan of everybody, you know, helping everybody and everybody getting a little piece of those that they do help because – it is a whole lot of work. I mean, you do spend a lot of time away from family, away from friends, going to events, traveling, going to meetings, doing presentations, doing three-way calls. I mean, there's a whole lot to it. And, you know, all these sacrifices that you make, you know, they they, they better be for something worthwhile. <laughs> and and network marketing is worthwhile. So, right. you know, that you can go out here and you can – you can do something one time, and you can get paid for it over and over and over. And that was the, the whole thing that, that lit my world on fire at the time at a young age was I like this idea. You know, I'm young. If I go and I plug in and I listen to these people who have already blazed the path for me and I follow in their footsteps and, and, and I put my head down and I, and I get serious about this, there's no telling where I could be in three or four or five years. And it did work out that way for me. I mean, um, some people say, oh, you, you just got lucky. No, I didn't get lucky. I worked a hundred hours a week for five or 10 years, <laughs> you know, so, so I just, I worked day and night, but, but it didn't feel like work. I mean, I was up reading books. I was talking with people. I was excited. Um, and not just about the making money part of it, but just, I mean, just dreaming, uh, goal boarding I'm in my office right now. I'm looking at my goal board and I've got some spots on here. They're empty. I need to put some stuff back up here. But that was one of the things that you taught me, Dale, was, you know, to, to write down my goals, my top 20 and then break out my top three. Um, and that's what I've done. I've done it for, you know, 17 years. So wow. I guess 20 years now. So, you know, I guess that was a 97, I think. So I guess, yeah, 20 years and uh, still carry my top, uh, well, actually my top five goals with me now. So um, I've got them on a piece of paper in my wallet and I pull them out from time to time. But in the beginning, I'd pull them out every day <laughs> and I had them taped a copy on my dresser mirror, a copy on my bathroom mirror and a copy on my cabinet above my sink where I'd wash my dishes. Um, I had a copy on my dashboard of my, of my pickup truck, and, and there were the same goals, but I just internalized them. I'd read them. I could close my eyes and recite them. Um, they became part of me, and, you know, people would get in. And, you know, back then, my friends then, they'd ridicule me over my goals, you know. Um, you're never going to have that or achieve this, you know. But today, people don't Some say people those things. You love, they love you tell you that, though, you know. They do. They do. And I think it's to protect you. Part of I mean, it's twofold. I mean, sometimes people don't want to see you. People want to see you succeed, but they don't want to see you do you know, too, they want to see you do good, but not too much better than they're doing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so that's the thing is it's kind of like, I think, was it you that said crabs in a bucket? You know, if you've ever seen crabs in a bucket at the beach, they're all trying to get out. If one of them tries to get out and it gets close to getting out, they all latch onto him and pull him back down to the that's bucket. Right. People are the same way. Let and, me you know, share this one thing about Shannon, because you'll appreciate it. You know my sister that lives at Mount Starling. Yes. You know, she was a school teacher and her husband's a banker over there and where you grew up. And, um, 
she told me she used to come to my little 600 square foot house and see pictures of Hawaii and the new cars and <laughs> all this on my bathroom mirror when she would go in there. She said she would leave so depressed because she said, I feel so sorry for him. He's such a dreamer. And that's never going to happen to him. He's never going to get to go to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you, 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 that's typical, you know, cause we still teach that today, <laughs> you know, top three reasons. Top it's so simple, though, isn't it? I mean, it, it cut out pictures of things you want and put them on a board and look at it once a day. I mean, it's such simple stuff that I think people just say there's no way that, that it could work for me like it's worked for them. And, yes, it, I think it will. <laughs> you know, at least have faith in it and yeah, stick with it. Nightingale's the one that exposed it to, to, to the world in 1963, I mean, in The Strangest Secret. So, I mean, what if it does work? <laughs> Why not do it? I'm sorry, man. Keep going. Keep going. But I had to just throw that out because it's just so important. And, and Something else I'll share with thing. you. How, but but you saw when when you were when back in the day with, with NII, you saw the people that were that all over the country that had had their reasons. And we're experiencing those reasons become a reality. Because that was part of the culture it. of that yeah. company. So you went. I watched it. it. Yeah, yeah, you did. Absolutely. Yeah. I watched it happen. And, and, it, it, and, and, you know, I believed in it because I saw, I saw it happening for other people. And these were just average shows. I mean, these weren't, I mean, they were just regular people like you and me. And, uh, that's. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, maybe a little bit 3% or yeah, times, yeah. but <laughs> that's red. So, but back to the, uh, you have some pictures of Hawaii on your wall. Well, we had, a, we lived in a home that had paneling on the wall and, um, I used to, uh, my, my, I had, you know, two older sisters. So they had this, uh, magazine they'd read called Cosmopolitan. And in the back of it, it had these advertisements about your honeymoon, uh, you know, uh, uh, where was it? The Virgin Islands had the most beautiful picture. There's this one ad that was in, literally in the back of every one of those. And, uh, and I remember I cut it out. It was such a pretty picture and I taped it on my wall. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's, you know, today, I mean, my children, I mean, they'd get in trouble for taping something on their wall. But, you know, the home we lived in, I mean, it wasn't, you know, a million dollar mansion. It was, you know, uh, a, a middle class home, uh, maybe a lower middle class home that I grew up in. My parents didn't, I mean, they weren't millionaires. They didn't have a lot of money. We didn't have much. We had enough. I mean, we were a happy family. But, you know, my dad was a big dreamer. He had big goals. Um, he, he got to achieve some of those goals. And, you know, but, but I think that's where I got it was the people that I was, you know, my upbringing and then, you know, people in NII and, and the mentors I kind of sought out. Um, but, but I taped that picture to my wall as a young boy and I was probably seven or eight years old, I'm wanting to say. And, uh, it saw that picture. And then another thing, um, and I've been there probably, I don't know, eight or ten times now to that place. So it's, you know, and I don't have it on my goal board because I've already achieved that goal. But now today I've got like a picture of Fiji. I've got some other pictures up here at home site and a development that we like in northwest Florida. And it's about a million dollars for the lot. So, you know, we've got these pretty big goals up there and some nice cars and everything. But it's, uh, you've got to keep your goals set. Um, I went through... A, a, a low point, uh, several low points as we all do. And, um, I didn't have any goals at that, at that time. You know, there wasn't anything I was driving towards. I felt like I had achieved what I, what I wanted. My wife didn't really want to see us, you know, go any bigger. She was happy with where we were financially. And, um, you know, so, I, so I've had to step back and say, how can I get my, my wife and my children on board? I have two, two girls, nine and 12. And how can I get them on board? So like one thing that they really want is an in-ground pool. 
and, and I'm working hard to provide that. So, you know, that's just little things like that. There was this, you know, a thing that my wife wanted, and we were able to set a, set a goal. And then once we hit the goal, it was a really big deal. We took the family when we bought that item, and uh, they saw that, that, you know, that Mommy and Daddy had this goal, and we achieved it. So my, my children today, they have goal boards in their bedroom, and we started them at a very young age. I think maybe, I don't know, four or five years old, they had a, you know, we were starting to introduce that into their life, and um, it's it's so awesome, you know, to see it. And then now their friends come over, and they say, well, what's that? And they say, oh, that's my goal board. Now their friends are starting to have goal boards. It's so neat, you know, and it's so simple. It's such a simple strategy that we all can do it, and uh, there's no reason why we shouldn't. So, you know, just having the, the power of a dream, the power of a goal, and I get emotional. I kind of tear up when I'm, when I'm sharing all this just because, I mean, it's it's happened to me. I mean, I remember when, when I was just starting out, and I said, wow, I mean, what? What, what it must be like to not have to work a job. And, and that was one of my early things was, you know, I just want to stay at home. I remember one of my first income goals was um, a $2,000 a month goal, and I had this big, huge monitor. I bought it at a yard sale because I couldn't afford a new one. And uh, my very first loan was for a computer. I had to get a cosigner on my first loan. I think it was sixteen or $1,700, and it was your brother-in-law who wrote the loan. Oh, really? <laughs> so, yeah, oh, from man. his bank. Isn't that neat? So yeah. how small of a world do we really live in? But, you know, but he wrote this loan, and, and I got this loan for a computer, and I remember talking my grandparents into it, and it was after my dad had passed. And I said, if, you, if you'll co-sign for me, I said, I'll, I'll, I'll pay it back. And, you know, and I said, you know, and I'll make a lot of money, and hopefully maybe one day I won't have to work a job because of, you know, this computer. And ultimately, that's how it played out. So when I was in college, I was going to college, and I started doing really well, and um, I remember having a discussion with with, with uh, a couple of professors, and I said, I just can't afford to be here anymore. <laughs> I said, I'm almost done. I'm right here at the end. I said, but I just can't afford to be here. I said, I'm leaving a lot of money on the table to come to college every day. And so we were able to work some stuff out, and I was able to go ahead and graduate and get my degree, and let's just say not be there as much. But but everything worked out wonderful. And, you know, when I was in college, all my friends were going out and they were, they were worried about getting a job. What are they going to do? And then this job doesn't pay very much. Well, most jobs don't pay very much. So I, it just wasn't a life for me. I remember one time in class, uh, the professor said, when you all graduate and go out here and get jobs, <laughs> and I raised my hand up and I said, I'm not getting a job. You know, I said, and there's some of us, won't, we won't get jobs. We'll start businesses. I'm just very passionate about, you know, why are we teaching people to get a job? This is America. People, right. people, people risk life and limb to come to our country and swim across vast bodies of water for the opportunity that America presents. Why would anybody be an American and not own a business? It just doesn't make any sense to me, or at least own a business. I mean, I can see you still working a job, but why wouldn't you do something on the side or on the weekends or in the evenings or buy a, buy a home and fix it up and rent it out and have a $1,000 a month income stream coming into your household every month for the rest of your life? Why wouldn't you just do something? Something in addition. Absolutely. You know, I mean, when, when you work a job, you, 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 you get that income, but you don't get any of the tax benefits from it. You know, when you have a business, if I want to go to Florida and, and, and have a meeting with you and we go out to a, a nice restaurant and, um, you know, that dinner becomes part of it becomes tax deductible, I think, half of it. So, you know, on the trip to Florida or, you know, some people buy jets, some people buy Ferraris, and they write these things off in their business. One of my goals I looked at for 15 years and uh, was a, a black Cadillac Escalade. And I bought a brand-new Chevy Tahoe. Um, I didn't have the money to buy an Escalade at the time, but I, I kept that picture. And before I bought the Tahoe, <laughs> I, had a, I had a picture. I remember I went to the Chevy dealership here in town. I, I went in. I was young, and, you know, and, I, and I said, I'd like to have uh, – I need, I need three or four of your brochures. And they said, well, why do you need the brochures? And I said, because I need to cut the picture out because one day I'm going to come back here and I'm going to buy it. 
And so I went in there and I got the brochures, and they didn't even trust me for a test drive. <laughs> I was so young, but I, but I remember I got the brochures, I cut the pictures out, I put one on my board, I put one on my truck, on the dashboard, I put one on my dresser, and I remember looking at that picture of that black Chevy Tahoe. And a few years later, I went in and I paid cash for it, you know, and bought it because it was the power of a dream. I, I just latched onto it and I said, this is the one thing I'm working towards. Every day I'm working towards this. And so so I went in and I was able to buy that. And when I bought it, I really wanted an Escalade, but I couldn't afford it. And so uh, I did the same thing. I went to the Cadillac dealership. I got some brochures and uh, I cut out the pictures. I put them on my goal board. And today I drive a brand new 2017 Cadillac Escalade. And my goal was to pay cash for it, but I didn't pay cash for it because I've realized that debt is actually a good thing if you use it, if you use it the right way. <laughs> so when I say it's good to go in debt, I, I mean it. Meaning that, you know, not in credit card debt, don't go finance your McDonald's meal at 27%, but, but go out here and, and, and borrow some money to buy your vehicle at 1%. I mean, if you can get an automobile loan for 1%, it doesn't matter if you have a million dollars in the bank. In my opinion, you should take that loan for 1%. It's cheap money. Um, even if you took their money for 1%, there's so many other things you could do with that money and put it into and get, you know, 10 or 20% returns off of it. So, you know, 1%, debt is okay. Debt is great if you use it wisely. Um, I would not be where, where we are today with 40-plus rental units if it was not for being able to walk into a bank and use someone else's money as leverage. Um, it's got us you know, a long way down the road. But all my foundation, all my principles came from network marketing. And, you know, all the my best friends, you know, uh, some of them I have met through network marketing because, you know, we're wired the same way. We want to help each other. We want to see everybody succeed. We we want to be wealthy, but it's not it's not for the money. It's just so the world doesn't kick us in the ribs and push us around. You know, life has a way of bullying you if you don't have any money, you know, but if you have resources, you have options. You know, and, and that's what I found out is the beauty of it all is, you know, having your time first and foremost. And that's what I struggle with today is because I, I give myself to so many different things. Sometimes I get in over my head <laughs> and, and, and I don't have any time left for myself. I don't have any time left for my family because I've given it all away. But, you know, it's just because, I mean, I just I guess I wasn't more disciplined with my time. But, you know, it's you know, we have enough money. I mean, and most people, I think, have enough money, you know, later in life, but they, they continue to work. They, you know, they do these things out of passion. You know, there's something they want to, they want to achieve. It's not for the money. I mean, you could have quit a long time ago, I'm sure. So, you know, it'll, it'll eventually get to the point where it's no longer about the money. And I know it's hard for people to see that. It was very hard for me to see it when, you know, that's all I could think about was the money because I didn't have any. And that tends to be where our focus is, is on the things we don't have. But, but, but it's so true. If you can love what you're doing every day, then you don't feel like you're working. Because I, I know you got the real estate bug and started, you know, I remember, you know, Mark, Mark, my brother-in-law said, well, my gracious, Shannon's buying up my Because <laughs> yeah. he's in that business too. Over, right. He has a few rules. And it's, so it, I, I, some of this stuff, I, again, I've observed from afar. But. So, I would have never got there though if it wasn't for you and for network marketing. I mean, you're the you're the one that you're my first mentor. I mean, the, the and, and and have always been a mentor. I mean, I still listen to your material, <laughs> you know. And it's like it's like it's still just as relevant today as it was 20 years ago, um, and it was probably relevant 20 years before that too. So you know, I just continue to listen to it, and internalize it, and I mean, you know, I I feel like we're a lot closer than probably what we are just because I've I've heard your voice for thousands of hours. <laughs> but right. it's you know, and Jim Rohn. I mean, I, there's times you know when I struggle, when I hit low points. I mean, I I, I I make myself, you know, 
listen to personal development. And we all have these struggles. We all have these low points. Don't think that it's something's wrong if you're if you're depressed one day or you know if you have a low point. It's part of it. Just like you're going to fail at certain things. It's part of it. Just get through it. Just go on to the next thing. Don't worry about it. Just and it's hard. It's easy for me to say that, but it's but it it, it is it's it's hard though. I mean because you know you want to quit. So many times I've wanted to quit. You know I've wanted to quit. I wanted to just sell out. Just go to a third world country and live for a thousand dollars a month like royalty. Because <laughs> there's places in the world you can do that. Absolutely. You know when the going gets tough, you just got to be tougher. You got to get through it. You got to muscle through it. And go in spurts. You know, one thing that helps me is I try to relax. I try to I try to go really hard for ninety to a hundred days, and then I try to relax for a month. Um, you know, and it's and then another ninety days, hard as I can go. You know, seven days a week, hundred hours a week, whatever it takes, whatever my body will you know allow me to do is what I give it for ninety to a hundred days, and then I relax for a week or two or a month. <laughs> you know, so. But sometimes you sometimes you can't though. I mean, sometimes you get so caught up in it, you just got to keep going. And then you're like, well, am I doing the right thing? I'm not seeing my children enough. I'm not seeing my wife enough. I'm, you know, the money's good, but I have no time. Is it really worth it? Um, and I think it is. You know, I mean, I, I would do I would do it all over again. There's there's some stuff obviously I would do different. Um, I think I held on to some friendships longer than what I should have. I wish I'd gotten you know uh, let loose of some friends earlier in life that were kind of pulling me down. And some maybe even family members. Uh, you know, it's just, uh, they can be the hardest, you know, it seems like they believe in you the least. And sometimes I think it's just a protection mechanism. They don't mean any hurt feelings. I just think that they don't want to see you fail at something. And they look at your life through their, through their life, through their eyes, you know, well, I couldn't, you know, if I was to do that, I wouldn't make it, you know, so they're just, they're trying to leave, leave, you know, live their life through you, but, or, or vice versa. Right. You know what I mean? Listen, I, I know it's almost, we're almost, out of time. I have to ask you like three or four things real quick because I know okay. you're busy on business. But I, I because I, I, and this has been awesome, man. Because you know what? Truth is truth and we all travel the same road. Would you agree with that? We all travel the same road. We do. Okay. Yeah. Maybe different versions, but it's the same, it's the same ups and downs, ups and downs, and then you hit it. <laughs> you hit your stride. Yeah. So, you worked in a 130-degree greenhouse so you could make follow-up calls? That's the only time I could do it, you know, because it was I was having to work during the hours. I mean, I couldn't call people at midnight, you know, and I had to do something for money, and I couldn't do it inside when I was stocking shelves or running a cash register. Nobody wanted anything to do with the greenhouse. <laughs> it was summer, and it was 130 degrees, and it was humid. So, you know, that's that's what I had to do. Whatever it took, whatever it takes, and I still operate that way today. Whatever it takes, we'll get through it. We'll get done with it. You know, and, and my goal was, I mean, I had these people, you know, I had to call them on the third day, the seventh day, the 14th day, and the 27th or 29th day for a reorder. You know, we had a system, and I stuck to it because the people I saw that, that, that stuck to the system were the people who were a success, and the people that weren't, that weren't doing those things weren't a success. So it was just, you know, well... I'm going to do exactly what they do. I'm just going to copy what they're doing. I'm going to do it just as hard as they do it. I'm going to do it a little bit harder if I can. <laughs> and I'm going to, you know, hopefully eventually end up where they're at. So it was just copycat and it was just following what they're doing. So I had that, I had it folded up, you know, with me and my best or whatever at work and I'd pull it out in my ink pen or pencil and I'd write down, you know, okay, 
their name and a check mark, <laughs> or, sure. you know, that I called them on the third day right. to see if at that time it was what to weigh and measure, right? So, you know, I would call them on the third day and I put a little check mark. It's easy. Hey, this is Shannon. I was calling just to see, you know, have you had a chance to start the product? You know, we had a script. You went through it. You go through it a couple hundred it. times and it's easy. Still know the script. <laughs> Still know it, you know? So you have to internalize these things, but then it becomes easy. I mean, somebody can wake you up in the middle of the night and you could recite it. That's right. So you got to get that good at it. And the way you get that good at it is, is the first when you start, you're as bad as you'll ever be. And I, I tell people that all the time. Right now, you're as bad as you'll ever be. Tomorrow, you'll be a little bit better. Next week, you'll be better. Next month, you'll be you'll be a lot better. Just you're as bad as you'll ever be right now when you start. Just get started. And that's the hardest point for most people, you know, is just to get started. Get it launched. Get it moving forward. Get it out there. Plant your seeds. Let's row. You can't sit back and think about it. Nope. You gotta row. You gotta take action. You and you don't have to know everything either. No, you just need no. to see the next three feet down the road. That's, That's all you exactly need to see. Right. You don't need to know how, how everything's gonna work out. You don't need to know the compensation plan. Those are some things I would change. I thought I had to know the compensation plan. I thought I had to know, you know, all these scripts. No, you don't have to know it. Even today people are like, Well, how are you having success selling all these homes and buying all these you know, helping people buy stuff and you don't even using any scripts? You know, the top people in our company are, are are using scripts, you know, and I'm not using any scripts. I'm just calling people. Hey, can I, you know, be of service to you? Hey, how's it going with selling your home? You know, just casual conversation. I really don't think you can mess it up. And if you do, just do more of it, and you'll eventually have enough success to, to, to balance it out. <laughs> so I'm not a big... Always, always work out. Always they do. work out. Uh, how important was the infrastructure that you, that when you started, that you were exposed to, who and I... Infrastructure as in? Infrastructure, the core, the company, the eight-week training, everything that we had, the, the whole systematic infrastructure. Because one of the things I'm really trying mm-hmm. to communicate, Shannon, to leaders is, guys, you have to create the culture that gives the right people the opportunity to advance. You know, you can't give them the go sick them training program. No. Yeah, you have to have a system, absolutely. Okay, so that I think that helped you a lot. I mean, you you were the type of person who's going to make it doing something regardless. But I think the infrastructure, you appreciated it even at even at an early age that you had something you could plug into that I could run with. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I didn't have to recreate anything. You know, we call it what recreating the wheel or something. So yeah. you don't have to. I mean, somebody's already done it ahead of you. Just do what they did. Right. I got one other question. I'm going to let you add whatever you want to add at the end. But how important was tape of the month for you? Um, I was I was a subscriber and I listened to them all the time. So I mean, I would I, I would say it's pretty important. I mean, I, it's it goes back to the system though. Is this part of our system? I had to have. I had to do what everybody else was doing if I felt like I was going to be a success at it. And you know. Everybody, all the leaders were doing it, so I was like, well, I have to do it, you know, and um, it was extra money, uh, I remember, because I didn't have the extra money, <laughs> you know, but I, but I made myself do it, and lo and behold, the money showed up, so, you know, how much you know it some, was? do you remember how much it was? It wasn't much, 10 bucks, 5 or 10 five bucks, or two, 5 bucks. Or two cassettes every month. Okay, it's 5 bucks, but it's a big Don't deal. Don't anybody ever say Dale Calvert made his money. <laughs> but it was still something I remember. I mean, it was $5, and how did I remember it? You know, yes, when $5 you was a big deal to me, though, as a college yeah, student, sure. eating ramen noodles every day. You know, sure. I didn't even, if we had cheese to put on top of them, it was a good day. If we had a, a soft drink to drink, it was a good day. So $5 was a lot of money in the 90s to me. Um, sure, I know it's hard sure. probably for most people to, to fathom that, but it was. I mean, it's easy for, for someone to look at a successful person and say, oh, wow, you know, they fell on that mountaintop. I can guarantee you nobody nobody fell on the mountaintop. <laughs> Everybody climbed their way up there. So, you know, 
it's so easy to sit back and say, well, that person is, they got lucky or it happened for them. It, it you know, probably not going to happen for me. Don't ever say those words. It, it can happen for you just like it happened for the people before you. If but you have to do what they did. Like if you're willing to work, you know, yeah. day and night for it. But it has to be something you enjoy doing. I mean, I enjoyed every minute of it. And anybody that was around me, you know, and my wife, she can attest, you know, um, she has her own stories about it. <laughs> you know, like, for instance, like her experience was, um, you know, her birthday was coming up, and we had this convention, you know, at Rupp Arena. <laughs> and uh, I, I think it was at Rupp Arena, or maybe it was the one in Louisville, the event or whatever, and I surprised her with tickets to it. Well, she wasn't exactly as excited about it as I was. But it was one of those things that I had to be there, and it was her birthday weekend or week or whatever. And, you know, and I, and I told her, I said, honey, I have to be here. And she went with me, and that's how I surprised her on her birthday. So that's, if you ask her for some stories of our past, he'll say, yeah, let me tell you about the one time he bought me network marketing convention tickets for my birthday. <laughs> but, but you know, it was for both of us, and she was there with me, and she's still with me, and, you know, we're, you know, even in marriage, you have your ups and downs. You know, everything is ups and downs. It's not just business. Um, understand that most people stop or quit most things they start. You know, how many people are still at the gym if they join in January come June? You know, so network marketing, that was one of the things that, that I struggled with the most was why does everybody quit on me? Why is it I go out and I sign up 10 and nine of them are gone next week? You know, and, and the reality for me was most people quit on day one. Um, I don't know if that's been your experience, but it's my experience is that most people quit. Now, now they might still, you know, have their toe in the water, but, but they, I think they've already made their mind up that they're going to be a success or not be a success when they join. And a lot of people, I think they join but they don't really believe that they're going to be a success. So that's what I mean by that. But every now and then you'll come across, you'll find somebody that's just as excited as you are. You might have to go through two. You might have to go through 20. You might have to go through 100. But you'll eventually find somebody that's just as lit up with excitement, willing to, you know, to follow your advice as you followed your mentor's advice. You know, but it takes a long time sometimes to find that person. Uh, another question somebody, I remember, uh, I don't know who said it, but they said, somebody one time asked them, said, uh, how many people do you have to sponsor network marketing to make $100,000 a year? And uh, I was like, okay, I want to listen to this. <laughs> I want to see what number they get. And they said one, if it's the right one. You know, so that that's i mean it's so true i mean the bulk of the people that'll make you money in network marketing it's not the majority it's going to be a handful i, I think the statistic is something like 80% uh you know of 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 the people that you know are million making you know millionaires in network marketing I, I think they said it's something like 3 or less legs or lines are responsible for that so you know 80% of their income comes from maybe that's the statistic 80% of their income comes from 3 or less legs or lines you know, so it's three people, one, two, might just be one person. You know, there's one business I was in network marketing and one guy, um, you know, he, he was the bulk of my income. I mean, probably 80, 90% of my income came from what he built under me. You know, and I found him through a spam email. I think I got an email and I replied to it and we got on the phone and I signed him up and I flew out to California and we met and we did an event together and then he just, you know, boom, blew up, you know, huge success. And, uh, you know, I had this money coming in. They used to FedEx my check to me. And I remember I tried to recruit the, the FedEx guy. I think, I want to say he ended up joining, <laughs> but I remember they would overnight our checks. And, and uh, he said, what is this? Where do you get overnight? And I was like, it's my paycheck. <laughs> you know, and I, I'd have my, my slippers on or whatever, my robe. I worked from home. It got so busy at the point where I had to hire somebody to come in and sit at my computer for me just so I could sleep so they could respond to emails. Um, you know, and I built this huge business, multi-million dollar business from, you know, a 10 by 12 room in, my, in our home, you know. So uh, network marketing, I'm very thankful for it. I love it. I enjoy it. I still do it today. And, um, you know, it's wonderful. I mean, it's anybody I think can start it 
you know, and can get into the business because it, it doesn't cost much, but it does take a lot of time. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of sacrifice, you know, but anything worthwhile is going to take those things. That's right. That's right. You can't escape the grind. No. Nope. Uh, somebody wants to follow you. Was it best like Twitter, Facebook, is there, or a website I can send them to? Are people still using Twitter? I don't know. <laughs> I'm on there. I, I, I think there's 20,000 or something on there, but I, I don't really update it too much. I'm, I'm mostly I'm almost all on Facebook right now. So just uh, you can do a search, uh, Shannon Deniston. Um, just on Facebook, I've got a fan page. I've got a personal page. Try my personal page. I try to keep it thinned out where people can still send me friend requests. But if it's full, I do have a fan page, and I try to share the same content there. Um, but it's uh, Shannon S H A N N O N, and then last name is Deniston. D is in David. E N N I S T is in Tom. O N. Shannon Deniston. Dot com. They can actually go there, and it'll have a uh, a link to my Facebook. Or whatever social media sites, right? Because, I mean, somebody might listen to this 30, 50 years from now or whatever, and hopefully that site will still be up and, you know, it, it might be something different then. So yeah. I'll try to keep it updated. But you'll see, I mean, it's just a generic website I have. I don't have anything fancy. And, you know, it comes down to it's just you taking a lot of action. Um, some of the most successful businesses in the world don't have fancy websites. They're just really good communicators and they're consistent and they work hard you know so it's just the the basics i mean just master the basics just follow up with people um that was something else that i didn't realize the power of it but now i look back and it's like wow i wish i was even better i mean i tried to get really good at follow-up and um i didn't really believe in it like i do today but follow-ups where all the money's made you know you call somebody once or twice or three times you know and you you know it's it's moving along but nothing's really happening but then you talk to them the seventh eighth tenth twelfth time and now you can hear the cash register ring. And so it's, you know, in your business, I mean, whatever you're selling, whatever you're doing, and if you work a job, you're still selling or you've been sold. So, you know, you'll just be a good communicator, be consistent, follow up with people. And I think that's advice that applies in jobs just as it does in business. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've enjoyed it, man. I really have. And we'll have to get you back sometime in the future. Um you know, what's that really good Italian restaurant in Mount Sterling? Uh, the, uh, on the bypass. I know what you're talking about. It's uh, Malini's. 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 Uh, yeah, we, uh, last time I was in Kentucky, I, I met my sister. It is good, isn't it? For a little. Yeah, for a little. Really Next time I head that way, I'd love to. You, you still eat a lot of Chinese? <laughs> yeah, I eat a lot of everything. <laughs> Yeah, I know you like Chinese. I ate a lot of a lot of Mexican. I, I ate a little bit of Chinese, but I knew you you really like Chinese food. Is there a Chinese place over in Mount Sterling? We've got a couple buffets. Oh really? But, uh, yeah. We'll have to, well, I love to. I love food, so wherever it doesn't matter to me. It's not about the food, but, but yeah, I'd love to get with you and love to love to see you. You know, sometime soon. And um, we're working on. You know, one of my goals is uh, to, and I think I shared it with you, was to own a, or is to own a home in uh, Northwest Florida. There's a place there called Rosemary Beach. My wife really likes it, and I like the one beside it called Alice Beach, but. You know, we'll probably just end up buying there in Rosemary. And, you know, my, my dilemma right now is do we buy one in the back of the subdivision for two or three million or one up front for 12 or 15? <laughs> you know, yeah. so it's kind of like, cause I mean, it's a different, different strategy, right? I mean, if your, if your goal is two million or your goal is 12 million, there's different things you got to do to get to that point. It's just a matter of, of money, but I mean, it's, you have to believe that you can achieve it or there's, you know, 
you're not going to get there. So, you know, I'm just trying to, I struggle with that sometimes when, you know, and, and it's easy to do. I mean, especially it gets a lot easier once you have a few small achievements and they build on it and you see, wow, this really does work. It's just a process. It doesn't really matter with the value of the item. It's just the process that delivers it. Um, it's kind of endless. I mean, you could make your goal a jet, I guess, for that reason. It's not my goal, but there's people that buy jets. At night, I'll go out on a clear night and look up in the sky, and, I mean, I'll see 30, 40, 50 flashing lights, you know, and it inspires me because I said, wow, these are these are probably, some of these are private jets. People have actually made that a goal and, and bought a jet. There's a guy in town, I think he owns three or four jets, <laughs> you know, a little old Mount Sterling. So there's people that have these, they, you know, these these huge items, big ticket items, and you know they probably had a goal at some point, or that was in their mind. Um, when I bought my Escalade, it was so weird. When I got in it and, and I went to drive it, it didn't feel anything different. You know, I thought I'd be super excited and all this, and it was because I'd already driven it a thousand times in my mind. So, well, great. Well, I appreciate you having me on the... Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah well, I'll, well, we can cut it off here, but I want to ask you this personally. Just Keller Williams and Gary Keller and all that, that that's actually something... That's uh, where you can recruit. Can those people recruit? Because sure, I love absolutely. one thing, you know, the book. And I, I love him as an author. Great message. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of respect. Um, so, yes, it is uh, It is network marketing. Now, we're a real estate uh, company, and um, we have these uh, – our offices are called market centers. And I can recruit anywhere in the world into Keller. So it, now someone has to have, they have to be a licensed agent, right? Sure. But we have programs where they can go through online classes. They can get their, their curriculum. They can go and take their state test and uh, then get licensed. And then they can join one of our offices. Um, I went that's with literally the largest real estate organization in the United States today, right? We are. That, correct. By agent count. I don't know if it's by market share or not, but I know that in like Lexington, um, we're almost twice the size of number two. We have over 200 agents in our office. Our goal is to be at 400 agents. I think that's our goal for this year. <laughs> um, so, you know, the, the, the office is doing big things. Um, obviously, I, I don't work out of Lexington. I mean, I work out of Lexington. That's where my office is, but, but I work from home here in Mount Sterling, which is about 30, 35 minutes from the office. I go over there to, to take money and pick up money, but um, now with computers, we we have this one system now where people can even pay their earnest money electronically, so it'll cut back on the back and forth. But the thing I like about it, you know, going with Keller is, you know, the, obviously the network marketing component, I can recruit people without being a broker. In Kentucky, you have to wait two years um, before you can be a broker and, uh, you know, then recruit people to be your agents. But you can build teams in Keller, other companies, you can't do that. But there's a lot of other other things, you know, like like on the signs. I mean, I'm just a really detailed person, and like like if I'm going to sell something, I don't want somebody else's phone number on my something. Does that make sense? So, like if I'm going to if I'm going to sell a million dollar home, I don't want to put a sign out front that has your number on it. I want it to have my number. So that was a big deal for me. Was you know all the other companies in town that make you put their broker's number. Well, when someone calls that number, guess where that lead goes? It right. doesn't always go to you. <laughs> um, now that might be the goal is to route it to you, but I've seen numerous cases where it goes to someone else other than the person that stuck the sign out and did all the work to get the listing. So I like to have my name on my sign. I like to have my number on my sign, just those basic things. But that I like being able to recruit, too. I'm a recruiter. I mean, people follow me from, from deal to deal, and, you know, I've been very loyal um, to the to the, my, you know, my primary network marketing company, and I don't know, can we say names on here or yeah, is it generic? Sure. Okay. I'm going to send out cards. So yeah, I, I, I joined them. Last time I heard, last time we met in here, what? Five or six years ago, and we had coffee at Starbucks off the interstate in Georgia. That's right. You were here and, for us, send out cards. Right. Conference, yeah. And it was, uh, I joined them January 5th, 2009, so today is uh, April something, 2017, so I've been with them, what, eight years. And uh, 
I just, I love it. And it was a product driven opportunity thing for me. I mean, I saw the product. I fell in love with it. I said, wow, it's a wonderful product. It's cheaper than Walmart. It's going to, they're going to go somewhere. So that's why I joined it when I got excited and, and I, I just built them. And then, you know, I decided to go ahead and get my real estate license because I was buying lots of property. And I said, well, it's just going to be easier if I'm licensed. I can let myself in. I can write my own offer. Um, I can move faster as an individual and as a team. And, you know, so it had some benefits. So I went ahead and got my license. But now people found out I've got my license and they're asking me, hey, can you help me get a deal? And now I have other investors. I've got two investors tonight I'm meeting as soon as I get off here. And they're going to hopefully buy multiple properties. One already is. And, you know, it's because they said, well, I don't have time to scout out the deals. I know you're already scouting them for yourself. Can I have the crumbs? <laughs> Is what one of them said. And I said, well, it's not crumbs. I said, I'll always put you before me. If there's something you want or I see a deal, I'm going to put it in front of you and the others I work for before, you know, I buy it. And I said, if you guys pass on it, I may or may not buy it. But um, I'm kind of moving into new construction, so I'm starting something different. I, I love, and, I, and you're the same way. I know you love learning different things. So, cool. Awesome. Cool. I think it's a good call. And, uh, Love to uh, love to help out some more. I mean, it's just I mean it's so amazing, and I mean I'd love to be able to share the story with more people because I mean I remember when I started I had nothing, and all I had was a big dream, a lot of dreams. I was a big dreamer, um, and then somebody introduced me to setting goals, writing, committing the dreams to paper, putting deadlines on them. And I don't know, I'm still kind of torn on that whether we should date our goals or not. What's your What's your thoughts on dating goals? I like to do 90 day run goals with dates, but as far as uh, I don't, I don't, uh, with the majority of my, the major things that we're working towards. I just don't. It created a lot of pressure I, for me, so I quit dating my goals. Yeah, I, I, I believe you do the right things consistently enough. It, it will all come together as it's supposed to in the right time and place. I, and all I want to do is make sure I'm progressing. And honestly, man, I mean, I, I, I coasted for 15 years, just really. But then, I mean, I had, I don't know if you know, I had a couple of heart attacks in 2013. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew that. I knew you had one. I didn't know you had yeah, two. I had, well, it was, yeah, it was two, yeah, it was two in the same. But in 2000, August 2015, I mean, everything changed for me. From a stamp, from a business standpoint, it's like, you know what, Dale? You're on this planet to support network marketers. Good, bad, indifferent, like it, don't like it, believe it. That's why you're here. So do it and don't worry about, just do it. Just do what you know to do. And that's, so, I mean, the passion is, is there. Like it's back for me. And like we started doing these podcasts, we do training club, we redid all that. I mean, we, we lots happened for me network marketing wise since August of 2015, just from the support structure. So, and we're doing other things. I mean, we got other stuff going on, but my focus is really trying to impact people because. What I try to tell people, I don't care if you what happens. Network marketing. It's the best training in the world for entrepreneurs, especially young entrepreneurs. It's the best. Was it you that said said that uh, you wish everybody would join Amway, even if it was yeah. just for the training? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Said you're going to lose five thousand a year for the first <laughs> couple of years, but it's okay because it's the best five thousand you ever invest in your education. I don't know about Amway, but I know it was for me and my and my endeavors, the ones I joined. I mean, just the education, the people you meet are wonderful too. Amazing people, good good people that want to help people and see everybody succeed and. 
those are the people you need in your life. I can just go ahead and tell you. So, but but the uh, the systems, the systematizing everything. I mean, it's taught me to to create systems. You know, whenever I launch a new business, create a system for it. Um, some I used to go and you know when I had more time, I'd go to the beach and I'd sit there and I'd just with my notepad and pen and paper and sit there on the beach and I would just sketch out you know my funnel from up for that business and uh, I would just you know. Uh, sometimes I just say, honey, I'm going to the beach today. <laughs> and it'd be a 10 hour, 12 hour drive and I'd go to the beach for a weekend. It's the weirdest thing ever. But I had a lifestyle, you know, and I still have a lifestyle today where if I wanted to go to the beach, I'd go to the beach today. I don't have to ask permission or beg anybody for forgiveness. So, you know, just being in that, in that position, you know, if you just have enough money to pay your bills, um, and just keep the, you know, keep, keep the stress off so you can build your business. But in the beginning, yeah, you do have to grind. You gotta grind on the weekends. You gotta grind through the week. You've gotta be surrounded by the right people who are gonna build you up because you're gonna have low points and you don't need any negativity on those days especially. <laughs> um, so you're gonna need to lean on people. People are gonna need to lean on you. You know, you're gonna have times when people in your, in your downline and upline sideline are gonna need to lean on you and feed off your positivity. So always be a giver and give back, you know, on your good days especially. And on your bad days, maybe just keep your mouth shut, but hang around the good people and, and lean on them. Um, you know, so wonderful, great. I think we're on the same page. And if anybody, if I can help anybody, um, please just go to my website and there's a, a form there you can fill out and it'll come into me and I'll, I'll call you or email you back and, um, you know, tell you what you need to hear. You might not like it, but <laughs> it's going to be what, you, what, what you need to hear. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Shannon. Appreciate you being with us. Thank you, Dale. Have a good week. Bye-bye. As I said when we started, I just decided I'm just going to let you hear the whole conversation. Uh, Be as transparent as possible, and I hope the extra information at the end you found very valuable. My personal feeling, I hope that this will provide value to everybody that hears it. I know it will. Uh, I so appreciate Shannon and his journey and his path and his understanding of what's important. With that said, I think that if you have anybody on your team 30 30 years old or younger, I think this would be a powerful message because it kind of shows the journey from age 18 to today. And I just think it would be a very, very powerful message to share with everybody on your team, but especially younger people that need to understand, as Shannon said, you just don't land at the top of the mountain. Guys, I appreciate you more than I can express. Look forward to speaking with you next week on another session of the MLMSuccess.com podcast. If you haven't gone over to iTunes yet and rated and left this podcast a review, what are you waiting for? At Calvert Marketing Group, we want to spend our time on the projects that we know are providing the most value for our clients and customers. You leaving us a review and feedback on iTunes is something that helps us more than you realize. And more importantly, it helps others like you find us. So if you've not taken the time to rate this podcast, please go over to iTunes and do that for us now. It will only take a couple of minutes out of your busy schedule. Work harder on yourself than you do on your business, and we will be back next week with another inspiring success story, wisdom of the ages training, or answers to your questions.